You're listening to Rowan Radio On Demand. Download more podcasts at rowanradio.com. The following program does not represent the views or opinions of the staff or administration of Rowan University or Rowan Radio. 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. And now, The Rowan Radio News Team. Good morning and welcome to The Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM. I'm Allie Bruce with The Rowan Radio News Team. Some of this week's headlines include, there are now eight deaths in the deadly July 4th shooting, Boris Johnson resigns as Prime Minister, and two police officers were injured in a Philly July 4th shooting. Here's your national news recap for the week of July 1st. Police north of Chicago are announcing an eighth person died Tuesday in a parade shooting. Over 30 people were injured. Lake County police said the 21-year-old shooter gained access to the roof of a business near the parade in Highland Park, committed the shooting, and then blended in with a fleeing crowd dressed as a woman. Police said the weapon used in the shooting was bought legally in the state of Illinois. Robert Crimo III is being charged with seven counts of first-degree murder. Lake County State's Attorney Eric Reinhart says he anticipates dozens of more charges. Former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin is being sentenced to just over 20 years in prison on federal charges. Chauvin was sentenced in 2021 to over 22 years on state charges of second-degree unintentional murder after he kneeled on George Floyd's neck for more than nine minutes. He pleaded guilty last year to a federal charge of violating Floyd's civil rights. Before his sentencing, Chauvin told Floyd's children in court that he wished all the best in their life. A new report suggests oil from the Strategic Reserve is being sent overseas by the Biden administration. Experts say this will still affect the price of the pump. The White House is draining the oil reserves in an attempt to help drivers who are facing high prices at the pump. It's down to the lowest level since 1986. Bruce Bullock heads the McGuire Energy Institute at SMU and says it doesn't matter where the oil is going, just that it is on the market. Texas Governor Greg Abbott wants the National Guard members and state troopers to return illegal immigrants to the border. He issued an executive order saying that the returns need to happen because the Biden administration won't deport them. The Republican also said the Mexican cartels are exploiting federal policy by smuggling in people, weapons, and drugs. Abbott promises the moves are being done to protect Texas and the U.S. The number of monkeypox cases in Oregon is increasing. The Oregon Health Authority reports one case has been confirmed by the CDC and five presumptive cases are being tested. The cases are in Minaltima, Washington, and Lane counties. The virus is spread through close contact but can also be spread on sheets and towels. Incubation is 6 to 13 days. Symptoms include painful, itchy rash, fever, headache, and muscle pain. Oregon has 193 doses of vaccines, and it can be given to a person after they get the virus. When the state receives more vaccines, OHA will start making it available to high-risk groups. President Biden hosted a White House ceremony honoring 17 distinguished Americans with Medals of Freedom. It's the nation's highest civilian honor. 
Honorees include actor Denzel Washington and Olympic gymnast Simone Biles. Apple co-founder Steve Jobs and Arizona Senator John McCain are being awarded medals. Miami-Dade County commissioners have given the final approval to put on the November ballot a question asking voters if they're willing to pay an average of about $200 more a year in property taxes to go to schools. Commissioner Rebecca Sosa is in full support. School officials say the money would go to keep a police officer on every campus and keep competitive pay for teachers. Broward voters next month will choose whether to double their mileage rate for schools from $100 per $100,000 of assessed property value. A Florida judge is delaying the trial of a former deputy charged with inaction during the Parkland massacre until next year. The attorney for Scott Peterson asked for the continuance, saying he's concerned about potential conflicts with shooter Nicholas Cruz's penalty trial set to begin later this month. Peterson faces four counts of child neglect and seven counts of exposed culpable negligence. His trial is now set for February 27, 2023. Caitlin Armstrong, the Texas woman accused of a love triangle murder before fleeing to Costa Rica, was initially detained by Costa Rican authorities on fraudulent passport charges before they discovered her true identity, authorities said Thursday. Costa Rican officials initially apprehended the fugitive on the immigration charge on June 29th, said Deputy U.S. Marshal Brandon Fila, the public affairs officer for Marshall's Austin Division. The fugitive allegedly stalked and killed gravel cycling pro Anna Moriah Moe Wilson, 25, after the latter spent a night out with Colin Strickland, Armstrong's 35-year-old boyfriend and also a pro cyclist. The two had a romantic history that angered the suspected killer, according to a police affidavit. Federal regulators are looking into a crash involving a self-driving car from the GM-backed venture Cruise. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration is conducting a special investigation into the June 3rd incident near San Francisco. A report submitted by Cruz says the vehicle was in autonomous mode when a Toyota Prius entered an intersection traveling straight in a lane designated for turning. The report does not indicate if a safety driver was behind the wheel, but Cruz does say the occupants of both vehicles received medical treatment for minor injuries. CNBC reports the crash occurred a day after California regulators granted Cruz permission to commercialize its robo-taxi fleet. I'm Allie Bruce, and that was your national news. This is Connor Brown with the International News Report. Coming from NPR, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has finally resigned as leader of the Conservative Party under heavy pressure from lawmakers in his own party. His resignation caps a remarkable political career filled with highs, lows, and almost too many scandals to count. He said he will stay in office until the Conservatives choose a new party leader who will then take over as Prime Minister. Of course, it is painful to not be able to see through so many ideas and projects, Johnson said in front of the door of 10 Downing Street in London, as loud crowds could be heard nearby. But as we have seen it at Westminster, the herd instinct is powerful, and when the herd moves, it moves. This comes after dozens of officials, aides, and members of his cabinet quit his government, saying they can no longer serve under his leadership. Several former cabinet ministers told him he should resign. An announcement will come next week about the timetable for choosing the new Prime Minister, Johnson said. 
reported on by ABC News, Russia taking operational pause in Ukraine, analysts say. Foreign analysts say Russia may be temporarily easing its offensive in eastern Ukraine as the Russian military attempts to reassemble its forces for a significant and what it hopes could prove decisive new assault on its neighbor. Russian President Vladimir Putin warned menacingly on Thursday that his forces haven't even started to fight. Russian forces made no claim or assessed territorial gains in Ukraine on Wednesday for the first time in 133 days of war, according to the Institute for the Study of War. The Washington-based think tank suggested Moscow may be taking an operational pause, but said that does not entail the complete secession of active hostilities. Russian forces will likely confine themselves to relatively small-scale offensive actions as they attempt to set conditions for more significant offensive operations and rebuild the necessary combat power, the institute said. Russia's defense ministry seemed to confirm that assessment, saying in a statement Thursday that Russian soldiers have been given time to rest. The units had performed combat missions are taking measures to recover their combat capabilities. The servicemen are given the opportunity to rest, receive letters, and parcels from home, read the statement, quoted by Russian state news agency TASS. Putin warned Kyiv it should quickly accept Moscow's terms to end the fighting or brace for the worst. Everybody should know that, largely speaking, we haven't even started anything in earnest, he said in a menacing tone. Shelley continued in Ukraine's east, where at least nine civilians were killed and six wounded in the past 24 hours, Ukrainian officials said early Thursday. Ukraine's presidential office said in its morning update that cities and villages in seven of the country's regions were shelled in the past day. Most of the civilian deaths occurred in Donetsk province, where fighting is ongoing. Seven civilians were killed there, including a child, the presidential office said. And lastly, from U.S. News, the World Health Organization reports two new monkeypox deaths in cases in new areas. That is, two new deaths from its previous disease update on June 27th, bringing the total to three since the start of the year, and said the disease has spread to new areas. Cases have shot up 77% since the last report to 6,027, the World Health Organization said, with the bulk of them reported in the European region. However, all three deaths have been reported in Africa, the report showed. The update also showed that 99% of the cases for which gender information was available were among men. The outbreak continues to primarily affect men who have sex with men who have reported recent sex with one or multiple male partners, suggesting no signal of sustained transmission beyond these networks for now. The Geneva-based UN agency will reconvene a meeting of the committee that will advise on declaring the outbreak a global health emergency the World Health Organization's highest level of alert in the week beginning July 18th or sooner, its director general said on Wednesday. And that was your international news for this week. I am Carly Murray, and this is the local news. Fourth of July weekend consisted of many instances of gun violence across the nation, including at a fireworks show in Philadelphia, where two police officers were injured Monday night around 9.45 p.m. Investigators now believe that the attack was not targeted and that the gun was fired from a distance. Officer Sergio Diggs and Sheriff's Deputy John Foster were treated for gunshot wounds at Thomas Jefferson University Hospital and released later that night. 
a man was taken into custody for allegedly shooting in a northeast Philadelphia bar, resulting in the death of 21-year-old Jaylene Holton. Law enforcement arrested Anthony Nelson on Wednesday at Harrah's Casino in Atlantic City. The Philadelphia Zoo is now allowing visitors to feed giraffes. The new experience began Thursday and is called the Philadelphia Zoo Giraffe Encounter. Tickets are only available inside the zoo and allow guests to climb a raised platform to get close to the zoo's family of giraffes. This weekend marks the 23rd Blob Fest in Phoenixville, Chester County. The 1957 film The Blob was filmed at the Colonial Theater, which serves as the center of the three-day festival. A case of monkeypox was reported in Camden County on Tuesday. This is the eighth case in New Jersey. Monkeypox symptoms can include fever, headache, muscle aches, chills, and a blister-like rash. The disease is spread through skin-to-skin contact. An 18-year-old pedestrian was struck by an SUV and killed on Friday while walking along a Gloucester County road. The case is still under investigation and charges have not been filed. The driver is reported to have stayed on the scene and called 911. Ezra Miller, who grew up in Wyckoff, New Jersey, is facing a number of allegations. The 29-year-old actor was recently arrested twice in Hawaii and is accused of choking a woman on video. The woman spoke out for the first time this week, following Miller's recent unrelated charges of disorderly conduct and harassment. Starting Friday, the Discovery Channel's Shark Week blimp will travel over the Atlantic Ocean and will be visible from the Jersey Shore. The blimp will fly over Cape May, Ocean City, and Atlantic City. Following the new increase in monkeypox cases in the tri-state area, New York City now has two temporary monkeypox vaccine sites open, but appointments are filled. One is open in Chelsea and the other is in Harlem. New York City recently received 6,000 monkeypox vaccine doses, but all appointments are taken up after the health department says a glitch caused appointments to be available too early. More appointments are expected to come online in the coming days. There are 119 monkeypox cases in the city, about double from a week ago. Detectives are investigating three separate homicides late Wednesday night in New York City. Around 11 o'clock, a man sitting in a car in Bed-Stuy, New York, was shot and killed by a suspect who pulled up to the car on a bicycle. A little before midnight, officers found a man stabbed to death inside a vehicle on East Gun Hill Road in the Bronx. Around the same time, police say a man was shot and killed in the backseat of a car on Sutphin Boulevard in South Jamaica, Queens. Community leaders, clergy members, and Mayor Eric Adams marched across the Brooklyn Bridge Thursday protesting gun violence across New York City. Mayor Adams also hosted a public safety forum Wednesday following a huge number of shootings on the July 4th holiday. Adams says despite the recent shootings, stats show shootings and homicides have been on the decline over the recent two and a half months following his complex strategy to reduce violence. A Queen's nurse and the first American to receive the coronavirus vaccine was presented with the Presidential Medal of Freedom Thursday. Sandra Lindsay was in the national spotlight when she received the first vaccine after it became available in December of 2020. That was the local news, and I am Carly Murray. I'm Sam DeTuches with your Rowan News. Rowan University is partnering with Butler University to study computer chips amid a semiconductor shortage delaying the production of cars, phones, computers, and TVs. With a grant from the National Science Foundation, the research teams from both schools are looking to develop computational tools for designing the next generation of nanoscale electronics. Dr. Eric Hoy, an assistant professor of chemistry and biochemistry at Rowan, is leading the school's research team. Hoy said, quote, In the long run, it's intended to address a key supply chain problem. 
we're going to provide new tools so that when people go to build these devices, they can predict their properties accurately so they know the device will behave as expected, end quote. The grant will support Rowan's materials science and engineering programs by heavily involving both graduate and undergraduate students throughout the research. Also this week, Rowan University President Ali Ehushmand has been recognized as a 2022 Philadelphia Titan 100 by Whipfly LLP. The program recognizes the region's top CEOs and C-level executives for exceptional leadership, vision, and passion. Collectively, the 2022 Philadelphia Titan 100 and their organizations employ upwards of 70,000 individuals and generate more than $14 billion in annual revenue. The recipients will be honored at an award ceremony in September and will be given the opportunity to connect with their fellow Titans throughout the year. Rowan University's Senior Vice President for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, Monica Williams-Sheely, was also recognized by ROINJ. The magazine published its 2022 list of top diversity, equity, and inclusion, shortened DEI, influencers in the state of New Jersey. This is Sheely's second year in a row making the list for her work with Rowan's DEI division and programs. Sheely began as the Dean of Rowan's College of Education before leading the Division of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion when it was founded in 2019. Since then, the division has formed a university-wide DEI council, launched a popular DEI certificate program for faculty and professional staff, created Rowan's Center for Neurodiversity, and works to foster universal acceptance, inclusion, and belonging across all of Rowan's campuses. I'm Sam Detuchis, and that was your Rowan News. That does it for the first half of the Rowan Report, wrapping up this week's national, international, and local news. We are going to take a quick break. Up next, we have your weekly sports, business, and entertainment news. Stay tuned right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Welcome back to the Rowan Report. I'm Allie Bruce along with the Rowan Radio News Team. I'm Derek Jones with your sports news. WNBA star and two-time U.S. Olympic basketball gold medalist Brittany Griner has pleaded guilty to drug charges in a Russian court near Moscow, her lawyers confirmed to CNN on Thursday. Griner, whom the U.S. State Department has classified as wrongfully detained, faces up to 10 years in prison under the charge. Supporters of the Phoenix Mercury player have called for her release over fears she is being used as a political pawn amid Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Griner was arrested in February at a Moscow airport after Russian officials say they found cannabis oil in her luggage. The basketball star who plays in Russia during the WNBA's offseason has been held since then on drug smuggling charges. Her trial began last week and is expected to last into August. In NBA news, Brooklyn Nets star Kevin Durant is staying put for now. There has been no significant movement in talks for a trade after the two-time NBA champion reportedly requested a trade last week from the Nets. According to ESPN's Brian Winhorst, the Nets believed there would be a massive bidding war for Durant. And while there's a ton of interest, the bidding war reportedly isn't hot yet. The Phoenix Suns, Golden State Warriors, and Miami Heat are among the estimated spots for the former NBA Finals MVP. Durant's teammate Kyrie Irving could also be on the move as well, with the Los Angeles Lakers as a rumored destination. Three-time All-Star and three-time Defensive Player of the Year Rudy Gobert has been dealt to the Minnesota Timberwolves at a large price as a franchise sent Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Jared Vanderbilt, the 22nd overall pick in this year's draft in Walker Kessler, along with three unprotected first-round picks and a 2029 top-five protected pick. 
In NFL news, Baker Mayfield and his time with the Cleveland Browns officially came to an end on Wednesday. The Browns dealt the former number one overall pick in 2018 to the Carolina Panthers in exchange for a 2024 conditional fifth-round pick. Now, the Panthers look to have a quarterback battle on their hands during training camp between Mayfield and Sam Darnold. Interestingly enough, week one of the 2022 NFL season will see the Cleveland Browns paying a visit to their old friend Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers in Charlotte. Former Broncos Super Bowl champion wide receiver Demarius Thomas was confirmed to have suffered from CTE during and after his pro football career. The Pro Bowl wide receiver passed away in December due to an unknown cause of death. And lastly, in the NHL, new Stanley Cup champions were crowned last week as the Colorado Avalanche defeated the Tampa Bay Lightning four games to two. This is the third Stanley Cup victory for the Colorado Avalanche franchise. Once again, this has been Derek Jones with your look at the sports world right here on Ruin Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Hi, I'm Megan Steckler with your Rowan Report business update. The FDA will work with foreign manufacturers of baby formula to allow their product to be sold in the U.S. permanently. FDA officials said the need to diversify and strengthen the U.S. infant formula supply is more important than ever. The announcement comes as a shortage continues to plague the country. In May, the agency made it easier for some baby formulas to be imported from foreign manufacturers. Since then, more than 400 million 8-ounce bottles have been shipped to the U.S. Tesla is losing its lead in the electric vehicle market. Sales figures out this week show Tesla being outsold by a Warren Buffett-backed Chinese automaker. BYD reported moving over 640,000 full-battery electric vehicles and plug-in hybrids in the first half of 2022. Headed up by CEO Elon Musk, Tesla sold just under 565,000. Another interest rate hike may be on the horizon. Brian Shook has more. In minutes from its June meeting, the Federal Reserve says an increase of up to three-quarters of a percentage point this month would likely be appropriate. Officials also admitted more hikes could tamp down economic growth for a time. However, they said returning inflation to its normal level was critical. The nation is currently dealing with the highest inflation in four decades. I'm Brian Shook. President Biden is highlighting pension plan relief in the massive COVID stimulus bill he signed last year. The proposal aims to protect millions of workers in multi-employer pension plans who face significant cuts in benefits. Speaking in Cleveland, Biden said union workers deserve a dignified retirement. He insisted the American middle class exists because of strong labor unions. He said organized labor has survived unrelenting attacks from Republicans for decades. I'm Megan Steckler, and this has been your Business News Report. And now it's time for your weekly entertainment recap with me, Karina Colon. Ed Sheeran is launching a sustainable clothing collection inspired by the artwork of his Equals album. The Shiver singer teamed up with clothing brand Lucy and Yak to design the limited edition capsule. It includes jeans, a hoodie, a t-shirt, and a bucket hat. All items are described as fairly made and unisex. The collection will be available to fans on July 14th. Taylor Swift is joining the star-studded cast of the upcoming murder mystery film Amsterdam. The pop singer showed up for a split second in the film's first trailer released Wednesday. Her character is said to be mourning the loss of her father. The film is due out in November. 
BTS's J-Hope is now the sixth member of BTS to earn a solo hit on Billboard's Hot Trending Songs chart. His solo album pre-release single, More, earned him a spot at number 14. The single is topping Billboard's weekly poll for favorite new music. Fans voted the rapper's More into the top slot with nearly 93% of the vote. Additionally, the rapper took to Instagram Tuesday to share another glimpse of his upcoming solo album with fans, a spooky visualizer of a jack-in-the-box winding itself up, which is a direct reference to the album's name. J-Hope's album is due out on July 15th. Harry Styles is devastated following a deadly shooting in Copenhagen. The Sign of the Times singer was supposed to perform in the city Sunday, but the concert was called off after a gunman opened fire in a mall near the venue. Three people died and several others were injured. Styles took to Twitter to say he was heartbroken over the news and asked fans to look out for each other. Rihanna is the nation's youngest self-made woman billionaire. The 34-year-old singer recently tops Forbes' annual list of America's wealthiest self-made women for the third straight year. The nine-time Grammy winner's estimated net worth of $1.4 billion makes her the only female billionaire on the list under the age of 40. Forbes noted Rihanna amassed most of her fortune from her own music and beauty ventures. A Michael Jackson biopic is in the making. His nephew, TJ Jackson, told Daily Mirror if he could have input, he would hope the film focuses on the King of Pop's music and steers clear of the allegations that tarnished his reputation. After Michael's death, the HBO documentary Leaving Neverland brought light to those allegations which caused radio stations to temporarily remove his music. Stranger Things continues to turn records upside down. The hit Netflix series became the first show ever to amass more than 6 billion minutes streamed in a single week. Additionally, the show is now Netflix's second-ever title to gain over 1 billion hours viewed. Part 2 of the show's fourth season was released on July 1st. Volume 2 was released in two episodes that equal almost up to four hours in showtime. The show was viewed for over 300 million hours during the period of July 27th through July 3rd, with Part 2 of the season being only available for three days of that period. I'm Karina Cologne, and this has been your weekly entertainment recap here on Rowan Radio. And that wraps up this week's edition of the Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. For the Rowan Radio News Team, I'm Allie Bruce. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. Be sure to join us every Saturday morning at 9.30 for another edition of The Rowan Report, exclusively here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM.